this city. For the Lord says, because his word is honored, his spirit is here in this place. The word and the spirit forming the glory of God forms the gateway for reaching many people, not just uh, in this city, but I also saw throughout uh, uh, parts of India, especially the bottom half of India, and I saw other nations as well. The Lord says it is His glory, the Word and the Spirit combined together forms, his, forms a gateway of glory. And the Lord says as you continue to honor His Word, the Spirit of God will continue to honor His Word uh, to form this gateway of glory. I see people that are sitting in darkness in the city, large numbers of them. I see the gateway, the, uh, just uh, the glory of God reaching out to many, many people. Many unreached people are going to be reached as a result of the Word and the Spirit forming the glory of God in this church. It's the glory of God. That's what people are looking for. And His glory is here. And He'll continue to honor His Word by manifesting His glory and reaching many people. This is what the Holy Spirit says. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise, shall we? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's just a great blessing. What a joy it is to be before this great congregation. And as my dear brother, Ashish, we've known each other for a long time. And uh, I said in the earlier service, uh, you know, there's at least three things that Brother Ashish and myself have in common. Uh, one is we both have Methodist roots. Hallelujah. And with a name like Ashish Raichur, I cannot help but think about my roots also. Um, I was born in a city called Raichur. And, uh, but more than anything else, Brother Ashish is so addicted to the Word of God, and so am I. And that's the, the beauty of our joint fellowship together. It's a great joint as sister Amy also. And uh, I've known this beautiful couple for a long, long time. And just a joy and a blessing to be with all of you here today. This morning, the Holy Spirit laid upon my heart to share some thoughts with you, uh, a different uh, perspective on spiritual warfare. There's a lot of books written about spiritual warfare and do this and do that and all those kinds of things. And I've done all of those kinds of things. A few years ago, I was flying from one city to another to preach in an evening meeting in a city called Chicago. And as I was asking the Lord what to speak that night, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I'm going to change your entire concept of spiritual warfare. He said, I'm going to show you how Satan looks at you or how Satan looks at a believer from his perspective and change the whole concept of spiritual warfare. I remembered, uh, I've not seen this movie, but uh, there's a, supposed to be a comedy, a family movie, a movie called Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And uh, so today, if you want a message for today is, Honey, I shrunk the devil. So we're going to see from God's word how the devil looks at you. And we'll change our whole concept of spiritual warfare. I'd like you to turn with me, please, to the book of Numbers chapter 22. Numbers chapter 22. I'd like to read verses 1 to 7. Numbers 22 verses 1 to 7. And the children of Israel set forward. Everybody say, set forward. Okay, say it again. Say it again. And the children of Israel set forward. Now there's something about moving forward in faith 
are putting, taking some steps in faith, when you set forward, something in the realm of the spirit gives a signal to the demonic kingdom, uh-oh, trouble's coming. So this is what's happening over here. And the children of Israel set forward and pitched in the plains of Moab on this side Jordan by Jericho. And Balak the son of Zippor saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. To the Amorites. And Moab was sore afraid. Everybody says sore afraid. By the way, the inhabitants of the land in the Old Testament is a picture of our enemies, spiritual enemies. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the different realms of the demonic kingdoms. So uh, also, by the way, I'll be quoting a number of different scriptures. So if you want to just jot some of these scriptures down so you can study it on your own, you can. God said through Moses uh, uh, in Numbers 33 and verse 55, he said, if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land, then those of the inhabitants of the land whom you allow to remain, they will become pricks in the eyes and thorns in the flesh, and they will vex you and trouble you. In other words, God has given us authority. Many times it's easy to say, well, God is allowing this to teach me this and teach me that. Not so. God has given us authority in Jesus Christ and those of the inhabitants or the demonic forces that create the different situations in our life. Those inhabitants of the land whom we allow, we need to stop saying God allowed this and God allowed that because he's given us the authority. He sent Jesus to the cross. He defeated the devil. He defeated the uh, sin. He defeated sickness. He defeated all of those kinds of things and he gives us authority. So no longer use this as an, ex uh, as a, as an excuse. Those of the inhabitants of the land whom you allow to remain, they will become pricks in the eyes and thorns in the flesh and they will vex you or trouble you. In other words, if you don't exercise your authority in Christ, then the devil use your own authority against you and vex you. So, so the attitude that God said is drive out the inhabitants, go possess the land. Drive out the inhabitants and go possess the land. And so here... One of the inhabitants of the land called Moabites and their king, King Balak. This is who they're talking about. And so the inhabitants of the land are a picture of Satan and his demonic forces. How they look at Israel or God's people. So I want you to look at it from that perspective. Verse 3. And Moab was sore afraid of the people because there were many and Moab was distressed because of the children of Israel. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, Now shall this company lick up all that are round about us, as the ox licketh up the grass of the field. And Balak, son of Zippor, was king of the Moabites at that time. And he sent messengers therefore unto Balaam, the son of Beor, to Pithor, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out of, from Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth. And they abide over against me. How many times you and I as Christians say, oh, the devil's against me. Boy, he's really coming against me. He's doing this and he's doing that. You have no idea how much of a nervous wreck the devil is because of you. He just doesn't want you to know about that. He wants you to feel like a nervous wreck. He wants you to be sore afraid. He wants you to be extremely distressed. He wants you to think that the devil and his troops are coming and lick you up like an ox licks over the grass of the field. All the symptoms of the devil himself and how he feels about the people of God, he is trying to impose that upon you. So when you say, I am so afraid, I am so distressed, 
the devil's doing this and the devil's against me. What you're really speaking is an expression of how the devil really feels about you. And he wants to impose those symptoms upon you and blind you to the fact that is his true nature. In fact, he is a spirit of fear. The reason why you feel fear is because that is the nature of the devil. But God's word says, 2 Timothy 1, 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He's the one he said in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses 1 to 4. He said, when you come before large armies of people and they have outnumbered you, God's word says, fear not, for I, the Lord thy God, am with you. I will go before you and I will fight for you. And in the book of Joshua chapter 1, verses 5 to 9, God said to Joshua, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. Be strong and of a good courage, for you're going to give an inheritance to this people. He said, uh, uh, be strong and courageous. Do not fear. Be of good courage. Now, these are the instructions are the symptoms of God's people. God's people, their symptoms should be, we're strong, we're courageous, we're going to take over, we're going to lick the devil and his troops, you know, as an ox licks up the grass of the field. These are the true symptoms, uh, and the righteous are bold as a lion, uh, Proverbs 20, 28 verse 1. And we're part of the tribe of the Lion of Judah. So these are the symptoms of the believer, the Christian. And when you look at God's word, God's word says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You're more than a conqueror through Christ. You can do all things through Christ. You've been given authority and power over all the power of the devil to trample upon serpents and scorpions and, to, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. These are the signs, are the symptoms, are the characteristics of a believer according to the word of God. Unfortunately, the devil is trying to reverse the whole thing and make us feel <clears throat> and put us on the defense and make us feel like we are the ones that are so afraid. We're the ones that are fainting. We're the ones that are so distressed. We're the ones that have to always be conscious of the fact that the devil's doing this and the devil's doing that. And as long as he puts us on a defensive mode, we're not setting forward, we're moving backwards. So that's the tactics of the devil. These are his symptoms. Now look at verse uh, 6. So because of his fear of God's people, King Balak now hires a witch doctor to come and help him with witchcraft, to come and curse God's people. You know, in the United States, uh, uh, the number 911 is an emergency number. You know, so if, you, if there's a crime or some trouble over there, you go to the nearest telephone booth and dial 911 for emergency. I tell you, by the time we get done this morning, you, are, you and I are going to drive the devil to the nearest telephone booth, dialing 911 for help. Honey, we're going to shrink the devil. Hallelujah. And so, so he goes for help. He goes and uh, hires this witch doctor called uh, uh, Balaam. And he says in verse 6, Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me, these people, for they are too mighty for me. When was the last time you thought about yourself as being so mighty that the devil's having a nervous wreck? That's the way he looks at you. The devil looks at you like we are, you know, that they're too mighty for me. They cause me so much distress. They're going to lick us up as an ox. I need help. I need reinforcement. In fact, Jesus himself said when a devil is cast out, he goes for help, right? He brings seven other of his cousins to try to come back again. Okay. Uh, verse uh, 6 again. For they are too mighty for me. Peradventure I shall prevail that we may smite them, that I may drive them out of the land. Now that's what God said for us to do. Drive them out of the land. Here the devil wants to drive us out of the land. He's just trying to change the whole roles here. That's why we need to set forward. So we need to get our mind in a set forward position. 
our faith in a set forward position. And once you take a step of faith and move towards God and move towards inheriting our inheritance and possessing our possessions, it sends a shock wave in the realm of the spirit against demonic forces and it puts them on the defense just like the way God intended. Praise God. All right? So here are the symptoms. He was sore afraid. He was very distressed. He said, they're too mighty for me. They're going to lick us up as an ox licks up the grass. I need help. I need a witch doctor. I need to bring somebody that has power and to curse God's people. Well, you know the rest of the story. They couldn't do that. Numbers 23 and verse 23 says, there is no witchcraft. There is no divin divination against the people of God. And uh, Numbers 23 verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should uh, change his mind. Has he not said? Will he not do it? Has he not spoken? Will it not come to pass? Behold, God has given me a commandment to bless. And when he has blessed, I cannot reverse it. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, so that didn't work. Let's look at Joshua chapter 2, please. From another perspective, uh, from another um, angle here of how Satan looks at God's people. Joshua chapter 2. This was uh, Rahab. She had uh, hid two of the spies of Israel. And this is a confession that Rahab makes concerning the attitude of the people of Jericho. You know how the people of Jericho, they'd all clammed up and they were so tight. You know, that nobody moved this way or that way. They were all right there. In verses 9 to 11, this is what Rahab said. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land and that your terror has fallen upon us. Now this is one thing that the devil understands. What does God say to his people? He said, I have given you this land. God makes a declaration first. I have given you this land, but our part is, now go possess it. God makes a declaration, I've given you this land. Now when God says that, then the devil understands, uh-oh, there's real trouble here. So Rahab reflects the way the devil thinks and his responses here. Or reactions to God's people. Verse 9. And she said unto, man, unto the man, I know that the Lord hath given you the land. And that your terror has fallen upon us. When was the last time you thought about yourself as a terrorist to demons? But rather we've been thinking about, oh the devil is terrorizing me here. He's using this, he's using that. And you know, uh, in fact, uh, I heard this from a man of God. He said, you know, persecution is an expression of Satan's fear of you. Persecution is an expression of Satan's fear of you. He would not rather put us on the defense because he knows that if we know who we are in Christ, he knows that if we step forward and move forward, then he's finished. He would not rather finish us rather than uh, uh, us finishing him. That's the reason why he puts us on that kind of a defense. So the persecution then is an expression of Satan's fear of us. So, this is what it says. She said, um, your terror has fallen upon us. Hallelujah. When you get up in the morning as a born-again, spirit-filled believer, I mean, I mean, I can just see, you know, the devil saying, oh no, trouble for us today again. He's up, she's up, oh no. That's the way the devil really thinks, but he's just brainwashed you into thinking the opposite. Oh no, one more day. I don't know how, when I'm going to overcome this sickness. I don't know when I'm going to overcome this depression. I don't know when my mother-in-law is going to either sign over the property or die or one of the two. You know, I don't know what is going to happen. You know, oh no, one more day of drudgery. You know, instead of that, the way the devil really looks at you is, oh no, they're up. 
Oh no, they know who they are in Jesus Christ. Oh no, we've had it. Oh no, they've set forward and we've had it. So in verse uh, 9 again, your terror has fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. How many demons have you had faint because of you? You know, that's the way the devil is. That's what he really thinks about you. He doesn't want you to know that. He's the one that uh, is terrorized by you. He's the one that is fainting because of you. He's the one that's extremely distressed because of you. Then it goes on to say in verse 10, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings of Amorites, which were on this side of Jordan, Sion and Og, whom he utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt Neither did, there any, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. Everybody say, because of me. Because of me. The devil is nervous. The devil is shaking. The devil is afraid. The devil is fainting. Because of me. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Okay, neither did there any, uh, remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven and in earth. Hallelujah. It was the testimony of Rahab which was reflecting the mood and the tone and the belief and the attitude of the Jericho people, which is the voice of Satan. So she's basically saying, she's admitting, the devil is really admitting, say, I know Jericho belongs to you. I know I've had it. I know I'm going to have to give it up. I know God has given you this land. I know it. And your terror has fallen upon us. And there's no more courage left in any man. And when we heard about all the miracles that God did for you, that's why it's important to have miracles, praise God. The more you demonstrate the miracles of God, praise God, the more it gives the devil a nervous fit. Because we see the greatness of God in miracles, praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And then finally she makes this admission. Your God is a God in heaven and God of the earth. Praise God. The devil knows that. In fact, uh, the, the, he is the spirit of fear. What about in the New Testament? In Mark, uh, Luke chapter 4, verses 33 and 34, Jesus, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, comes to minister there in Nazareth. And there was a demon-possessed person. Manifest, the, the, the demon manifests. And what is the demon saying to Jesus? I know who you are. Have you come to torment us? When was the last time the devil admitted that he knows who you are? And, uh, you know, and uh, he's afraid that you're going to torment him. I remember a number of years ago here in Bangalore, I have a friend of mine who was a pastor here. His uh, brother-in-law in Bombay was, uh, you know, through witchcraft had been possessed by demons. And he was trying to kill his wife, kill his parents and all those things with a knife. And uh, then certain times the demons would leave and he'd be normal. They brought all kinds of people there to pray for deliverance. And finally, the parents out of fear, they said that we're going to bring such and such a person from North India. And he's going to cast you out when the demon was talking through this young man. You know, and uh, so the demon spoke through this young man and said, uh, bring him down. We will see who's going to cast out who. We'll cast him out. And the demons in this uh, son overpowered the parents trying to kill him, kill them with a knife. So they were living in terror and fear. Finally, out of absolute sense of hopelessness and fear, they said to this demon in, the, in their son, they said, uh, you know, well, we're going to call, call Bangalore, we're going to call Augie David, and he's going to cast you out. And uh, 
surprisingly, the demon spoke through this boy and said to the parents, Augie David is a servant of God, and if he wants to cast us out, we'll think about it. Well, that gave them a little bit of hope, and so they called my friend, and he called us, and we started interceding and binding the devil over here. And within the next two or three days, the demon went, started manifesting in this boy, and the demon said, uh, uh, there's a lot of pressure on us here. A lot of pressure coming from Bangalore. A lot of pressure coming from Bangalore. A lot of pressure. We have to leave. We have to leave. We're gone. And the devil was gone. Today, that young man is pastoring a church of nearly 200 people in Bombay. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Some of you may have heard of Dave Roberson, a great man of God, used greatly under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I went to church that night. I said, Lord, you're going to have to speak through Dave tonight prophetically. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to go up for prayer, and you're going to have to speak to me. I want you to confirm to me, number one, I want you to tell me what, what, if, if what Ed Smith said on the videotape is the truth. I want you to confirm to me through prophecy tonight. Number two, I want you to tell me then what I should know about the witchcraft people. So I went with a heavy heart. All the time I'm troubled by these two questions. You mean to tell me for 20 years I would believed a lie? You mean to tell me for 20 years I could have walked in peace? And I went to church that night with a heavy heart. And I went forward. There was a long line of people for prayer. I stood in the prayer line. I said, Dave, just pray for me. And that's all I said. And uh, I just kept telling the Lord. I had my eyes closed. I said, God, you better speak to me right now. You got to speak through him now. I wasn't going to tell him anything. I said, Lord, you're going to have to speak to me now. Tell me what I need to know about the witchcraft people. Tell me, what I need, tell me if what Ed Smith said on the videotape is the truth. And what seemed like a long pause, Dave began to speak. He said, Augie, I just, the Lord just showed me a vision. Now I understand what you've gone through. He said this, I saw this vision. In this vision, I saw a group of people. I saw them chanting, doing witchcraft chants. He said, but here's the good part. The Lord Jesus told me to tell you, don't even give them the time of day. Don't even pay any attention to them. They're absolutely powerless and there's absolutely nothing they can do except make a bunch of noise. He said, all this is rooted in you knowing who you are. Then I remember, that's what Ed Smith said. The most important thing is you must be established in knowing who you are in Jesus Christ. And then Dave continued with the prophecy. He said, he said, Augie, I saw them. They're still active. I see that group. They're still very active. And if at all possible, they will try to attack your mind. But don't pay any attention to them whatsoever. He says, all this is rooted in you knowing who you are. Then he was so angry with what he saw in the vision. Finally, he said, Augie, if those people, if, if their brains were made out of dynamite and you were to light it, there wouldn't be enough power in their brains to blow their nose. I mean, he was angry, you know. And uh, I mean, he went on to the next person and I just sat down there at the altar and just began to weep and weep. And I said, God, nobody understands what just happened just now. Well, I just drove back uh, after the service. I'm still puzzled by these two, tormented by these two questions. You mean to tell me for 20 years I'd believed a lie? You mean to tell me for 20 years I could have walked in peace? I was really mad. Now I know the truth. Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now I knew what I had to do. I knew that I had to disempower Satan by choosing to disbelieve the lie that these people had that kind of power and authority. Even though they had 20 years of experiences uh, contrary to what I'm now about to believe. <clears throat> so I said, in the name of Jesus, I know the truth now. I reject this lie 
And in Jesus' name, I renounce the lie that these people have that kind of power and authority over my life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That was four years ago. I want you to know when I did that, 20 years of weights and burdens upon my mind just fell off. And I felt 20 years younger. And in the last four years, I've been recovering my joy, my health, my strength, my prosperity, my victory, my anointing, all these kinds of things. God is beginning to do all these kinds of things. Well, I, then I thought, I got to find out more about this guy. Who is this guy? I got to go to one of his meetings, you know. I found out on the internet that he's having a place, that he's got a seminar going on. And by the way, the, the group of people that I was associated with uh, originally when that caused all these problems, um, they, they, they were in uh, Minnesota. I was living in Minnesota in the States. And I found out that Ed Smith, next seminar is having, of all places, is in Minnesota. Now, for 20 years, I didn't want to think Minnesota. Minnesota did not exist. Anybody mention Minnesota, I'd feel so pain on the inside of me. I, that, that, that was the place. You know, they even had a guy to kill me. I wouldn't have believed it except that the guy told me he, he had just left the group and he told me, you know, be careful. These are the kind of things that these people are capable of and I was supposed to kill you, you know, a year ago. And uh, he said, uh, I've left the group. I know what they're about now and all of these things. You know, they've destroyed over 30 marriages, families, butchered them up and all those things, you know, all kinds of things. And uh, so Minnesota meant so much pain for me. Minnesota meant three years of deep depression. Minnesota meant my, what my wife went through for five years of unbelievable attack. Minnesota meant uh, 20 years of hell and unbelievable pain and grief and incredible torment. You know, so I didn't want to think Minnesota. But then I thought, no, this guy brought the truth of God to me that has set me free. I've got to find out more. I got to, even if he's having a meeting in Minnesota, I will go to Minnesota. So I purposed and I went to Minnesota. I want you to know there was about 1,500 people there, mostly professional from all over the United States and all over uh, other parts of the world also. Hundreds of psychiatrists and psychologists and pastors and leaders. And, you know, so the first night, uh, and then I was sitting in the balcony. And uh, so the first night, uh, Ed Smith said, before I speak tonight, he said, I want to give you an invitation. Some of you, why don't you come up and give some of your testimonies? As soon as he said that, I was sitting in the balcony there. And the Lord said to me, I want you to go down and give your testimony. I said, no, Lord. No, I, I don't want to give my testimony. He, and uh, so as people started coming and giving the testimony, again the Lord spoke to me and said, I said, go down and give your testimony. I said, no, Lord. I don't want to give my testimony. You know? And for the third time, very strongly, the Lord said, I want you to go down and give your testimony. I mean, I, I wanted to tell the Lord, Lord, I wasn't here to hear you. I want to hear Ed Smith, you know? And uh, so... <clears throat> So he said, uh, I want you to go down and give it your testimony. So reluctantly, very slowly, I came out of the balcony, came down the stairs, very slowly, hoping by the time I came there, all the testimonies would be finished. But unfortunately, I was the last guy, you know. And so I gave my testimony. I told all, you know, except in more detail, I told them all the things that I went through in that same state of Minnesota, how 20 years earlier, I went through this and that, how for three years of deep depression, walking with death, and five years of my wife walking with death, and for 20 years we suffered this and this and that, and how my life was in danger, how this thing happened, that thing happened, all those kinds of things, you know. And, and I was just, you know, and then I talked about how a few months ago somebody gave me a videotape of Ed Smith on Satanism and witchcraft and, and, uh, and, witch, and all these things, you know. And uh, how uh, I was so angry. Ed is a big tall guy. I was standing next to him giving my testimony before 1,500 people uh, in Minnesota. And I looked at him. I said, Ed, you know, you really made me so angry. 
when you made that statement uh, that it's a lie to believe that such people have the authority and power to destroy your life, it made me so angry because I thought, what do you know of what we went through for 20 years and things like that? He said, then I prayed and asked the Lord, Lord, you got to speak to me through my pastor uh, that same night. And when I told them the whole story about how I went to church and, uh, and how the pastor prophesied to me and confirmed to me these kinds of things, I want you to know the whole 1,500 crowd of people just jumped to their feet and just began to applaud and applaud and applaud. Uh, and, but I was a mess. I was weeping and I was just talking and weeping and sobbing, you know. <clears throat> and uh, so... And they were just applauding and praising God. The whole atmosphere was electrified by the presence of Jesus Christ. Then I concluded my testimony, my testimony by saying, I said, folks, I want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ for giving me an opportunity to come right back to Minnesota and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and the devil's a liar. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand of praise. In closing, let me tell you something that I saw in one of Ed Smith's magazines. He had a picture in his magazine, a cartoon, comic picture. In this picture, there was a Christian that is wearing the full armor of God. And the Christian is holding the neck of a demon spirit, like this. And the demon is making a confession to the Christian. And the demon is telling the Christian, Your fear of us is based on a lie. Our fear of you is based on truth. Give the Lord a hand of praise. <laughs> Honey, we shrunk the devil. Give the Lord a hand of praise. <laughs> Would you stand with me, please? There's so much more to that story. In fact, I'm writing a book. Uh, uh, I've written a little booklet many years ago called How to Release God's Ability Within You. It's all about who you are in Christ. I'm reprinting that. I've added about five or six chapters to it. Brother Dinakaran, before he died, wrote a foreword for that. And uh, we're bringing it out in the next few months. And uh, we'll make sure that it's uh, available to this church through Pastor Ashish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands up to the Lord, please. Everybody say this out loud. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. I believe you are my Lord. You are my Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me by your precious blood. I believe in my heart. Jesus is risen from the dead. I confess with my mouth. Jesus is my Lord. I receive this word today. And in the name of Jesus, I receive the truth. And the truth sets me free. And in Jesus' name, I choose to disempower Satan by choosing to disbelieve the lies of the devil. And in Jesus' name, I reject the lies of the devil. Satan has no control over my life except for the lies that I believe. And I renounce these lies in the name of Jesus. Every lie of the devil making me feel unworthy, making me feel depressed and hopeless and tormented and fearful and uh, attacked by the devil. And in the name of Jesus, 
I set forward today. I set my mind to go forward. I set my will to go forward. I set my faith to go forward. And in Jesus' name, I'm moving forward from faith to faith, glory to glory, strength to strength. And in Jesus' name, I thank you for your word. I receive my healing, not tomorrow, not late tonight, not five minutes from now, but right at this moment, in the name of Jesus, your word says, you took my sickness, carried my disease, and by your stripes, I was healed. I choose to believe your word is true. I choose to believe. I have been healed. I believe. I now receive my healing in my body. In Jesus' name. Every sickness, every disease, every pain in my body, I am talking to you. In Jesus' name. You don't belong in my body. And in the name of Jesus, I demand... Get out of my body right at this moment in Jesus' name. I believe I am healed in Jesus' name. Satan, every demon power, every demon of fear, every demon of witchcraft, every demonic curse, every demon of oppression, every demon of depression, every demon of torment, every demon of worry and anxiety. I'm speaking to you in the name of Jesus. You're bound in Jesus' name. You're paralyzed in Jesus' name. You're brought to naught in Jesus' name. You're under my feet in Jesus' name. I believe. I now receive my deliverance in Jesus' name. I believe. I am healed. I am delivered. I am victorious. I am prosperous. Every demonic force controlling my finances, every demon power controlling my financial debts, every demonic force controlling my financial bondage, I am talking to you in the name of Jesus. You are bound in Jesus' name. You are brought to naught in Jesus' name. You're under my feet. Poverty, you're bound in Jesus' name. You're under my feet. In Jesus' name, I am saved. I am healed. I am delivered. I am victorious. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for the cross. When you went to the cross, I went to the cross. When you died, I died. When you were buried, I was buried. When you were raised from the dead, I was raised from the dead. When you sat at the right hand of God, you made me to sit together with you in heavenly places, far above, far above, far above, far above, all the realm of demons in the name of Jesus. Because of the cross, sin cannot have dominion over me. 
Because of the cross, demons cannot have dominion over me. Because of the cross, witchcraft cannot have dominion over me. Because of the cross, curses cannot have dominion over me. Because of the cross, depression cannot have dominion over me. Because of the cross, rejection cannot have dominion over me. Because of the cross, loneliness cannot have dominion over me. Because of the cross, intimidation cannot have dominion over me. Harassment cannot have dominion over me. Terror cannot have dominion over me. Fear cannot have dominion over me. And in Jesus' name, I believe I am saved. I am healed. I am delivered. I am victorious. I am prosperous. No weapon formed against me can prosper against me. I resist the devil. He runs from me in terror. In Jesus' name, I'm setting forward. In the name of Jesus, I believe I am delivered from the authority of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, the devil's power is broken over me, over my mind, over my emotions, over my memory, over my body, over my finances, over my family, over my ministry, over my circumstances, over my job, over this church, over the pastor, his family, and the leaders, and their family, and over the impact of this church. I believe this church is moving forward from faith to faith, glory to glory, strength to strength. I am healed. I am delivered. All my loved ones, they are coming to Jesus. The devil's power is broken over them. In the name of Jesus, they are all coming to Jesus. As for me and my household, we will serve Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.